befitting the NFL draft, is it not? I mean, come on. That doesn't get you fired up for what happened last night and what's about to happen tonight and Saturday. I don't know what will. We always like the NFL Films music to start the We Tackle Life podcast, but when they've drafted guys into the league and when your teams have picked guys that you think are going to turn your franchise around and when you see former Ohio State Buckeyes and former Ohio State Buckeyes who played elsewhere taken in the draft, I mean, the NFL Films draft music just gets it done for a Friday, April 29th edition of the We Tackle Life podcast. I'm Bruce Hooley. Glad to be with you. Glad to have you listening to it. Appreciate your time. Thanks for subscribing if you have to the We Tackle Life podcast. Hope you will. Hope you'll leave us a review on iTunes. That would be very, very nice. And also hope that you will patronize our sponsors, one of which, the newest of which, is Patriot Switch, patriotswitch.com. If you have ever thought, you know what? All those big companies that spend money lobbying for things that I'm not crazy about, where do they get that money? Oh, yeah, I buy their products. Maybe I don't think I'm buying Unilever laundry soap or Johnson & Johnson laundry soap or Procter & Gamble laundry soap because it has a different brand name. But you know what? 11 big companies in this country make 90 plus percent of the products we buy on our shelves. And all 11 of those companies, their assets are controlled by BlackRock and Vanguard. So it is kind of a closed system, but hate to go ESPN 30 for 30 on you. What if I told you (laughs) I could introduce you to an American owned family company that is pro-life and that is not a company that donates to political causes as those I mentioned, and their products are plant-based, good for the environment, good for you, vitamins, shampoo, soap, cleaners, supplements, essential oils, more than 400-plus products, all manufactured and shipped directly to you by this company that does not allow me to mention their name because they don't advertise conventionally. They don't put their products in stores. They sell them direct to consumer. I'll introduce you to them, me personally. If you go to PatriotSwitch.com and click on the down menu name, guess what? Bruce Hooley. Yes, my name. Click on it. I'll reach out, tell you how you can become a member, and how you can be intentional with your shopping dollars. So that is PatriotSwitch.com. Hope to hear from you soon. Congratulations in order, of course, to Garrett Wilson and to Chris Olave and to Jamison Will, all of whom were taken in succession last night in the National Football League's first round of the draft from Las Vegas. Quite a spectacle. Garrett Wilson goes to the New York Jets, Chris Olave to the New Orleans Saints, and then Jamison Williams to the Detroit Lions. Could there be three cities in the NFL or in the nation we live in where I would want to live less than I would want to live in New York, New Orleans, or Detroit? I don't know, but it would be difficult to find three cities where I would not want to live more so than any of those three. But, but, if you're making the kind of money those three young men will make, it might be okay. Now, can I make a snarky comment? It's it's, it's your podcast, dude. Go ahead. Maybe Chris Olave, Jameson Williams, and Garrett Wilson can now make enough money that they can afford to hire a tailor to make pants that fit. What is with the pa- I am officially now. This, I've been hinting at it for years. Officially, now I am. Get off my lawn, guy. What's with the pants those guys were wearing? Holy cow. We used to call those high water pants. We used to make fun of people who wore pants like that. Now, I'm, I'm so out of touch on fashion. And you know what? 
I will remain out of touch on fashion because I will never, ever, ever be caught alive or there's not much I can do about it if I'm dead, but I will not be caught alive in a pair of pants like those guys were wearing last night with those suits. Woo! Those are some not bad in a good way. Those are some (laughs) not flattering pants. But at any rate, congrats. I'm sure they're all in style. Some interesting suits on the uh, fellows last night uh, across the spectrum. How about the dude from Georgia? One of the five from Georgia who got taken. The big, like, nose tackle guy who's, like, six, six tall and, like, what? What was that guy? Four feet wide? Holy cow, was that guy big. Man, oh, man. Five Georgia defenders taken in the first round. You better win the national championship with a defense like that, Kirby Smart. So congratulations to all the Buckeyes. How about my boy Spiels? There was a shot of the Detroit Lions draft room when they were drafting Aiden Hutchinson, number two overall, from Michigan, and there was no Spiels. I got I to gotta text my guy and find out, where were you last night? Were you not in the draft room, Spiels? What's going on? I'll find that out because if I text him right now, he'll call me and then he'll interrupt the podcast. I don't have any way to bring him on the podcast live. So at any rate, yeah, uh, interesting that the Lions, they saw a guy they wanted and they went up and got him, Jamison Williams. What a, what a steal that is for the Lions to get him. Now do they have a quarterback to throw him the ball? I don't know. Okay. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals did well in the first round. Uh, Dax Hill, safety, Michigan, put him with Jesse Bates. Bengals did well for themselves with the 31st pick. Got better, got a player who will step in, I think play a lot, help them on special teams, and that's a good pick for the Cincinnati Bengals. So they got they got better, and they filled a need. Defense is a need for them, so that's a good pick by the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, we will see tonight the final, final, final mystery will be unraveled. Will Baker Mayfield get traded, and who will the Browns take with the 44th pick? In the draft, 11 teams will pick in front of the Cleveland Browns tonight, and the Browns are said to want a receiver. And look at this. There are like six receivers still on the board who I think are pretty good. This Sky Moore kid from the MAC is good. Maybe you get lucky. Maybe you get lucky and get an Antonio Brown type who's, well, you know, without the drama, hopefully, in Sky Moore. Uh, George Pickens from Georgia is there. He was really good at Georgia early on, and then... Mm, Attitude problem, maybe. He's a receiver. What do you expect? Uh, David Bell from Purdue. Caught a lot of passes. John Mechie, Alabama, is in there. And then two guys you may not know very well, but I'm going to tell you, these two guys are going to be really good in the NFL. One is Alec Pierce from Cincinnati. You say, ah, not fast enough. Mm-hmm. Just catches the ball, my friend. Catches the ball all the time, Alec Pierce. Throw it up. He'll go get it. I like Alec Pierce. And Christian Watson. Christian Watson is 6'5 from North Dakota State, runs a 4'3'6 and has a 38 vertical. I hate to be Mr. You know analytics guy on you and uh, measurables, but that's an awful lot of athletic talent in a big old body, and I would... Uh, not be shy about taking him 44 if he is there for the Cleveland Browns. So there's some guys on that board that they could grab. I wouldn't imagine six wide receivers will go because three of the teams picking ahead of the Browns tonight already took a wide receiver in round one. Probably not going to take him in round one and two. So that's what we have going on. I thought ESPN did a pretty nice job with the draft. Um, I like Reese Davis a lot. I missed Herbie, of course. Shout out to Herbie. I hope you feel better. I hope the blood clot goes away. Um, 
What did I like about the draft? I thought Laura Rutledge did a nice job with the parents. I like meeting the parents. That was a good touch. I like that. You know, she kind of asked, and she didn't really try to reinvent the wheels. She just asked, you know, how do you feel? What's this like? That's a, I thought that was nice to introduce us to the folks. And Chris Olave's dad got some sartorial splendor going with that hat. And she, Laura Rutledge, with the nice, you know, off the cuff comment, you'll fit right in in that suit in New Orleans. That, was, that made the boys laugh on the set. So that was good. Didn't care for the celebrity visits. Didn't care for the celebrity visits. I, okay, what's up with the magician who picked like the first five picks? I had the picks in the trunk hanging above the, nah, that's goofy to me. That's goofy. But it's Vegas. Okay, it's Mr. Vegas. But do we really need to bring on Ice Cube onto the draft stage? I'm a no on that. Uh, Michael Buble had some impressive draft knowledge. Pretty good chops on Michael Buble, Seahawk fan Michael Buble. Uh, but no, I don't need the celebs. Don't need the celebs on the set. Uh, Susie Culber. Susie Culber with the player interviews. Uh, how old do you think Susie Culber is? What do you think? Just guess right now. How old do you think Susie Culber is? Susie Culber is 57 years old. 57. Would you have bet 57 on Susie Culber? That is uh, that is amazing that Susie Culber is 57 years old. She, she's still working it, still doing the you know hustle, getting the player interviews and everything. So I just was stunned when I thought about what Susie Culber would have started at ESPN in like, I have no idea when. Uh, she was on one of the original... Wasn't she on the original Mitch album, Keith Oberman ESPN2 thing? I think she was. So uh, she's part of the draft coverage, and I don't know what they're going to do the next two nights. But I thought the draft was well done, and I thought uh, we just get rid of the celebs, the Vegas celebs you don't need. That's uh, that's my take on the draft. Okay, anything else on the draft here? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, the other thing I think is weird. Um. What's with the wide receivers in the National Football League that can't stand playing where they are, right? Michael Jenkins is unhappy in New Orleans. A.J. Brown got traded from Tennessee. Hollywood Brown got traded from the Ravens to the Cardinals. And we know Debo Samuel wants to be traded. So all these guys last night are traded, you know, will are, are drafted. Wilson, Olave, Jamison Williams. And I kept thinking, how many of you guys are going to be happy? Because, boy, your fellow position players – Sure don't seem to be able to stay happy very long where they get picked in the NFL draft. Um, so that's my breakdown of round one. Uh, there's some good players left tonight, boy. I, Steelers took Kenny Pickett, the quarterback from Pitt, number 20. They're obviously hoping he can step in for Ben Roethlisberger, and maybe he can. Uh, he's not the highest-rated quarterback in the draft. There are a lot of people that had Malik Willis of Liberty and Des Ritter from Cincinnati, but it's potato-patata thing. Steelers like him in 1983 with an aging Terry Bradshaw. Dan Marino was sitting there on the board when the Pittsburgh Steelers drafted. Dan Marino of Pittsburgh, if you recall, and they didn't take him. So I think they're hoping that Kenny Pickett is going to absolve them of not taking Marino. (laughs) I'm going to tell you, and it's not a disgrace to Kenny Pickett to say this. He's not going to be Dan Marino. There's only one dangerous Dan Marino. I covered him with the Dolphins for a couple years. Quickest release in the history of football. 
you could not appreciate how good Dan Marino was unless you saw him in person. Television did not do justice to it. Only in person could you see how close the lineman was to him, the speed at which he was coming, how tiny or non-existent the window was for Marino to fit it in to one of the Smurfs he was throwing to, Mark Clayton or Mark Duper, and he would time after time after time zip it in there and make you go, wow. So Kenny Pickett, good luck. I wouldn't put the pressure of being the next Dan Marino on you, but some people will because you played at Pitt, and so did he. Okay, let's not forget, Hemisphere Coffee Roasters will give you 15% off when you use the promo code WETACKLELIFE in all caps. Order online at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Awesome coffee, every flavor, whole bean, ground, roast, however you want it. They will do it. They roast it right in their factory, in their location in Mechanicsburg, Ohio. It is well worth the trip out to see it and to have them make you one of their delicious coffees. They are phenomenal baristas, and their coffee is tremendous. It has the dual purpose of accomplishing ministry throughout the world. That's Paul's model, business and ministry together. Bam, business and ministry. So he buys his coffee direct from the growers in Ethiopia, Nicaragua, Thailand, all over the world, ships it to Hemisphere Coffee Roasters, Roasts it, ships it then to you with free shipping on orders of $30 or more. So order it today and order repeatedly. Become a regular customer at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Use the promo code WETACKLELIFE in all caps, and you will get 15% off. All right, we touched the other day on Malachi Branham's departure from Ohio State. Uh, Chris Holtman admitted after that departure that in other years— losing a player like Branham, who you did not expect to go to the NBA until late in the year, would be a debilitating blow. But because we now have the transfer portal, uh, it's not so much a debilitating blow. And because they planned on it a little bit, given how Malachi Branham blew up in the late season, mid to late season. It is hard to believe, but you will remember, 10 games into the season, 10 games, and they play about 30. So one-third of the way into the season, Malachi Branham, though he had started every game, was averaging six points per game. Six points per game. 10 games into the season. And then he goes off against Nebraska for 35 And he had another 30-point game. I think it was against Indiana. And he brought him back from the dead against Villanova. And Malachi Branham looks every bit the ready to jump right into the NBA player that he obviously perceives himself to be, or he wouldn't be hiring an agent and leaving. So I've been trying to find out where Malachi Smith, the player of the year in the Southern Conference, is looking. As I mentioned him the other day, 6'4 guard who entered the transfer portal on the day that Malachi Branham left OSU for good. Uh, Malachi Smith averaged 20 points a game, shot 41% from three-point range, seven rebounds, three assists. He's not going to have to do all that at Ohio State, but everybody wants Malachi Smith. He's probably the best player in the transfer portal that I can think right now, and he would certainly, certainly, certainly solve every problem that the Buckeyes have losing Malachi Branham, but 
Don't know if we'll get him. We will see. We will see. Okay. Uh, the Buckeyes will, of course, now count on their highly rated freshman class to pull a little bit more weight than they might have had Malachi returned. And that means tons of minutes for Bruce Thornton and tons of minutes for Roddy Gale. Now, these guys are all rated top 60, so I don't think it's too much to ask that they come in and play right away. They have Big Ten bodies on them. Might be a little pudgy, a little soft, not quite filled out, not quite muscular, not quite cut. But I think we'll see Holtman with the benefit of Justice Suing returning and I don't know, he's a bonus if you get anything out of Seth Towns, didn't he? It's a bonus if you get anything out of Seth Towns. But maybe they will. Maybe he'll fool, prove me wrong. Maybe the back surgery and everything will be great and Seth Towns will be fine. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But it would be nice if they got Malachi Smith to go along with Tanner Holden out of Wright State. Then we could start thinking about winning a Big Ten championship, which would be nice. Which would be nice to start thinking about that in realistic terms rather than in fantasy terms. Okay, it's not a fantasy that my friends at Willis Spangler Starling will do phenomenal work for you if you happen to select them as your attorney. They do phenomenal work for me. They're located on Truman Boulevard in Hilliard, just a little bit north of the Mill Run area where Home Depot and Target are. And the practice is expanding at Willis Spangler Starling. It is expanding because they're doing great work. People are hearing about it. and They're saying, wow, these guys really know their stuff. They do on Social Security Disability, Workers' Comp, Employment Law, Personal Injury, Wills and Estate Planning, all the biggies. Willis Spangler Starling handles them. They do it well. They'll do it with integrity. They won't compromise your character, your good name, and they will get you the best settlement or the best terms in any contract you are negotiating with. They will many times do the case on a flat fee basis or will certainly give you an accurate picture of what your budget should be when you hire them. That's why I love, among the reasons I love, Willis Spangler. Starling online at willisattorneys.com, willisattorneys.com. The uh, Brownies tonight, as I said, hope to draft a wide receiver. Will they trade Baker Mayfield? Will they trade Baker Mayfield? I think a Baker Mayfield trade is most likely tonight or tomorrow. I can't imagine the Browns want to go into a mini-camp situation with Mayfield signed but not delivered. <laughs> you know, signed, sealed, delivered, I'm yours. Well, he's signed, and he sealed his fate, but he's not going to be delivered to Berea to gum up the works and bring drama to uh, what is already a dramatic quarterback situation with Deshaun Watson and whether Deshaun Watson will be suspended. So where will Baker Mayfield go? A lot of people think it is Carolina. Now, for Carolina to take Baker Mayfield, they would be spending what you spend on a franchise quarterback without having a proven franchise quarterback because Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield were taken one and three in the draft in 2018. And Baker is due $18-plus plus million this year. Baker is due, uh, excuse me, Sam Darnold is due $18-plus million this year. So uh, that's $36 million, more like $37 million. And that's a lot to pay for two guys who have been given up on by the teams that took them. The Jets gave up on Darnold. The Browns have given up on Mayfield. And if the Panthers sign Mayfield, that means they will have given up on Darnold as well. 
So the two most prominent, or at least suspected, Baker Mayfield landing spots are Carolina and Seattle. I will never, ever, for the life of me, understand why the Browns were not players in the Russell Wilson sweepstakes. You could have used Baker Mayfield, probably not given them three ones in Baker Mayfield, probably given two ones in Baker Mayfield. Got Russell Wilson, who's not being sued by 22 women for sexual harassment, who does have a Super Bowl ring, and I don't know if they give runner-up rings, but he's got one of those too. Um, I just do not understand how you could then let him go to the Denver Broncos, which if there's a team in the league that Browns fans like me have long-standing flashbacks of torment, it's Denver. So you let one of the best quarterbacks in football come into your conference, the AFC, to play for a rival, and you now may trade that team that had a quarterback you could use with no off-field issues and a track record of being a solid citizen leader and winner, you let him go to Denver. See why I have a hard time getting on board the Browns are really smart and genius train? I I will never understand that. So, don't know if Carolina or Seattle will take the plunge on Baker Mayfield. I would be stunned. Stunned, stunned if the Browns got a fourth-round pick for Baker Mayfield because he's 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 in the discount bin, okay? They, teams know. The Browns keep saying, we're not going to release him. We're not going to release him. If you want him, you're going to have to trade for him. If you want him, you're going to have to trade for him. You're going to have to give us something. Okay. They may get a trade because... Baker Mayfield has won some football games and won a playoff game and has shown the propensity at times to play really good quarterback. But here's the deal. They do not want him back on property in Berea because they've committed a quarter of a billion dollars to Deshaun Watson. And that ship, the Baker Mayfield ship, has sailed out of the port of Cleveland, okay? So the other teams, if if the only reason why somebody would trade for Mayfield is because they're afraid somebody else will trade for Mayfield. Otherwise, if you're the only suitor, you just sit there and dare the Browns not to release him because they absolutely positively will if nobody trades for him. And I would think because this is the time when everybody's head up to do trades and deals and picks and all that stuff, now's the time when you dump him for a fifth rounder and just move on. Just move on. It's going to be a one-day story. You deal with it on the one day, and then you say bygones to Baker and rue the day you brought John Dorsey and his stinky sweatshirt in to draft Baker Mayfield instead of Josh Allen. Yes, I know. I said don't draft Josh Allen. He was unproven. I was wrong. I don't get paid for these kinds of decisions, okay? So, yes, I said. But I also said draft Russell Wilson out of Wisconsin. Uh, Everybody laughed then. Oh, he's too short. Really? Is he? No, he's not. He's not too short. Okay. 
One more sponsor reminder, auiinfo.com. If you're a business owner and you're coming up short, spending here, spending there, ordering payroll, this, that, the other, you're like, man, I can't afford benefits. I can't afford to give my employees any extra perks on the side. Well, then you might not get very good employees. And if you do, you might not keep them very long because somebody else will dangle great benefits in front of them or or perks that they want, like a work-from-home privilege or a flexible schedule or paid time off or whatever. And then they'll be gonzo. And you'll be like, man, I'm hiring again. This stinks. Yeah, it does. Should have taken advantage of the opportunity to go to auiinfo.com, auiinfo.com, and get free advice, free analysis, free counseling, free guidance on what kind of benefits packages your employees can have given what you're spending now or giving what little it might cost you to put a package together. AUI will put all the package options in front of you, and you pick, and then those companies will pay AUI. You don't, so it's an awesome deal. It's free. It's always free to you as a business owner. AUIinfo.com. You say, well, I only have two employees, Bruce. I only have one employee, Bruce. That's a business. You're the backbone of America. You're a small business. Yes, they care about you. They're a small business. They have 17 employees, so they get it. They understand it. AUIinfo.com. All right, in the faith portion of the podcast today, I sit in my chair in the mornings. I think about my day. I think about the things that I may confront in my day, and I try to plan for the issues that I may be faced with, and I try to view how I should respond in a godly way. I also try to surround myself, immerse myself in wisdom, and part of that is praying, and I literally put a cover over the top of my head and make a little teepee in the morning in my red Lazy Boy chair so that I can just get it as dark and as quiet. I'm up before everybody in the house, as dark and as quiet as possible because I really want to focus on God and opening my heart and listening to God. And I also have, besides my Bible, I have another book that I read from time to time that has a collection of, as Bill O'Reilly would say, pithy sayings in it that are based on the Proverbs of Solomon, the Proverbs in the Bible, but more kind of uh, grassroots Proverbs. And so I happen to be reading one of them today, and it said this, We live in an age drowning in information, but starving for wisdom. We live in an age drowning in information, but starving for wisdom. So I want to try to define wisdom, ignorance, and stupidity. Stupidity, to me, is not a lack of cognitive ability, not a lack of being smart. Stupidity, to me, is having knowledge available to you and choosing not to avail yourself of it, choosing not to learn it, not to study it, not to enlarge your perspective, okay? That is stupidity. Ignorance is just what it says. Ignorance, ignorant, ignore. It is having the knowledge and choosing not to apply it, not to apply it. Your worldview is such, you're so married to it, you will not apply the logic that in the knowledge that you know, that you have, but you are going to ignore it because the knowledge 
forces you to do something different than your worldview. That is being ignorant. And wisdom is simply the ability to discern between truth and lies. The difference, the, the ability to discern between truth and lies. And in that regard, in that regard, those who have wisdom, and wisdom comes only from God, truth comes only from God. There is objective truth in the world. It is what God says it is. It is not what we as men think it is or believe it is or feel it is or want it to be. It is what God says it is. He is given all authority, sovereignty on the earth. And so what he says goes. He's the boss. What he says is true is true. What he says is not true is not true. You have to... Why would you worship a God? When people say to me, well, I don't believe that. And I say, well, what kind of God do you believe in? Do you believe in God? Yes, I believe in God. What kind of God do you believe in? Well, I believe in a God who just wants everybody to love everybody. Okay. So his scriptures that have been preserved over thousands of years, miraculously so, we have letters written by the Apostle Paul from a Roman prison where they didn't exactly have, you know, a terabyte of uh, off-site storage for the letters Paul was writing. He didn't have a laptop to tap them out on. He didn't have a tablet to write them on. A stone tablet. He didn't have a Galaxy S5 tablet or an iPad to write them on. You don't find it to be miraculous that the works of Scripture have been preserved over thousands of years. Why do you think that happened? I think, I think it happened because a holy, sovereign God made it so because he wanted you and I to have the availability of that wisdom right in front of us. So what kind of a God do you worship? If you, There is no God worth worshiping who's not in possession of all authority, who is not majestic, who is not perfect, who is not all-knowing. I mean, that, that's what makes him God. If he's not that, then why would you worship him? He'd just be another person. And if that is God, and it has to be, or he wouldn't be God, then why would you not pay attention to what he says is truth, as opposed to what you feel is truth? And so there is a standard of truth. And in that regard, we are all, those of us who have submitted to his authority in our our lives, we are all prophets Prophets are those who came sharing the perspective, mind, wishes of God with those who were unclear about it. And that is our role as disciples of Christ, is to share what he says, what we are told through our communication with him, prayer, Bible reading, quiet contemplation, learning from others. That's how God communicates with us. And we are to share those insights with others. And we are to vet those insights with what other people who we respect, who also extol and esteem God, tell us about whether we're on the right track or not. So you have to be able to have wisdom to contend with all the stuff going on in our world today. Wisdom is the, as I said, the ability to discern between truth and lies. And you have to acknowledge 
the sovereignty, the sufficiency, and the supremacy of God. His goodness, his provision, his compassion, his holiness, his perfection, and his uncorruptibility, which is why Jesus came, because we are all corrupted. And so God could not have any part of us if he was going to allow us to be with him in our corrupted state. So that is why he sent his son, the only way we could be uncorrupted, to attach ourselves to Christ's perfection at the cross. So I find it helpful for me to think about, am I being stupid on this? Is there knowledge that I'm not availing myself of? If so, I'm being stupid. Am I being ignorant on this? Do I have knowledge that would tell me I should act or react in a different way, but my worldview is such that I can't take on new information and I can't adapt my worldview based upon scriptural truth? And am I wise? Am I being wise here? Am I applying truth? Or am I allowing lies masquerading as truth to sway my view. I hope that helps you. I hope that encourages you. I hope that strengthens you. And uh, I would love to hear your thoughts on it as it's important to me what you guys think. So we tackle life at gmail.com. We tackle life at gmail.com. And feel free to drop me an email at any time. Feel free to put it in a review of the podcast, whatever you uh, discern or think is the best way to do it. I don't know why the band came on so high there. I was trying to bring them on low and slow, and they came on like gangbusters all at once. Sorry about that. Didn't mean to scare you. (laughs) Have a great weekend. Enjoy rounds two and three of the NFL draft. We'll talk to you Monday. PatriotSwitch.com. Down menu. Bruce. I'll give you a call or shoot you an email. We'll talk.